The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome everyone to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton, your host. Thanks for listening. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And as always, it's almost time for the airport to get going. So if you hear any of the planes going over, then just imagine that you're on one and you're heading off to some tropical destination or a holiday of your dreams. You know, every now and again, we hear a word that really resonates with us and makes us sit up and take notice. And for me, that that word this week was pauper. I know it's an old-fashioned word. In fact, it's been around for about 500 years. And today it means someone who's very poor, a person who's not able to support him or herself, a person with few or no possessions. And no, today's show is not an English lesson. Rather, it's a story about inspiration and hope and victory because our guest today is the amazing Mr. Waterfront, Paul Campbell. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Shirley. Paul, it's a pleasure to have you on the radio show today. Now, I use the word pauper because that's the word that you used to describe yourself 20 years ago, but today nothing could be further from the truth. Recently returned from sailing the Whitsunday Islands in tropical Australia with your wife, Corey, on your V65 Princess motor cruiser, you remarked how humble, grateful and blessed you felt. In just 20 years, you've gone from being broke and disheartened to being awarded the prestigious Platinum Life Multi-Million Dollar Captain's Club membership, which is the pinnacle achievement within the LJ Hooker Real Estate Franchise Company. Now, to receive this award, you consistently achieve sales over a million dollars for at least 10 years as a multi-million dollar Captain's Club member. You've also been inducted into the Admirals Club, which is LJ Hooker's network of top performing franchise owners who are appointed to act as mentors and leaders to LJ Hooker officers and employees across the entire network. So today, Paul, you're going to share with us how you went from being a pauper to CEO of six franchise territories, employing over 60 people and enjoying the lifestyle of the rich and famous. So thanks so much. So, Paul, let's get started. Would you mind briefly sharing your story about how you came to be in real estate and why you stayed? Because so many come and go when they find out what it takes to be a successful agent. Yes, a bit of pleasure, Shirley. Um, it, it, that is interesting. I was uh, I'd been competing in a world championship in Canada in 1990, 
and obviously a long flight home from Toronto, Canada to Sydney, Australia. So lots of time to think in that period and was just examining where I was at life, very early 30s, and more along the lines of financial and career-wise. And um, that period of uh, quietness to consider what next and where to go um, led me to the thought of um, real estate may be the right direction for me to go in. And one of the drivers there was, um, as most people would think, real estate seems to line up with wealth and, and um, success. And mm-hmm. it was the wealth I was after. So um, on, the, on the way home, I made the decision I wanted to get into real estate. Now, the reason why I stayed, and I definitely have uh, definitely went there for the money, but what I found was the job satisfaction, the challenge, and just the sheer pleasure of helping people certainly over, overwhelmed the money. Um, the best way I can describe it is, in the end, I fell in love with the people, the people that you help, the people you look after, whether they're buyers or sellers, and just being part of those people's lives and making a difference. Yeah, and, and as you say, people think that real estate is uh, a game for the for the wealthy, but, I mean, you don't just go there and get your car and your phone, do you? I mean, it's a lot, a lot of work, and... Um, you- <laughs> And you meet a lot of people, as you say, you fell in love with it. But um, but I know, you know, we've talked at different times about the amount of um, hours and commitment that you put into it. So, so again, I, I wouldn't mind talking to that just a little bit. Was it a shock when you first went in? Yeah, for me it wasn't because I always um, describe myself as a marathon runner. So I understood the the effort and the energy that was involved, and you you quickly learn that. I was um, sometimes it's good to be naive before you start, and I was very naive how the business operated and what happened. But once I became involved, it was addictive. Um, in in many ways, it was the constant challenge to succeed. But mm-hmm. the hours was interesting. I have a very good friend of mine once said to me, Paul, you're either all in real estate. Or all out of it. He said, you can't do this half, half-hearted. And that is just really um, quality advice. And it is. It's, I've always said it's a 24-7. Um, and that's, and that's how it works. But at the same time, Shirley, as I've said to you on many occasions, it's not too often you can wake up at two o'clock in the morning, can't wait to go to work. Yes. Yeah, there's not, not too many people that would be doing that and thinking, ooh, yippee, at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Paul, you, you started out, you said, um, you know, as a sales agent, you went into the business to make some money and then you fell in love with the people that you were working with in terms of your buyers and your sellers. So for our listeners, though, can you share why you decided to become a business owner rather than remain as a top-performing sales agent? Yes, it's. Um, I'd, I'd sort of reached an age at 50, and um, to be quite frank, I was burnt out and tired. And I, I remember thinking at the time, where do I go from here? And for me, there was this real sense of unfinished business, um, at that point, I was a business partner in the business, um, and I had a, a fellow business owner with me. We were both actively selling, and there are ramifications of that. The, the plus part is you end up with quite a profitable business. Um, the downside is uh, culture, leadership, 
um, organisation, accountability is just not there because you just can't wear all those hats. And um, hence you have a bit of a revolving door with people coming and going all the time. And I certainly look back now and look at that period and understand what happened there. So for me, it was a sense of unfinished business. It was, yes, I'd climbed the hill. It had been um, financially very rewarding for me as a, as a top salesperson. I then looked at it in a different direction and um, looked around for someone to help me with that and came, and fortunately for me, Shirley, came across you. And for the last eight years, it's been an ongoing journey moving across to being a business owner rather than actually working in the business. Mm. So what would you say it was like making that transition from agent to owner? Tough, Shirley. That was, that was very hard. The concept is, was right, and looking back now, I've definitely made the right decision. Um, for me, I found, as and, and no hesitation to say I'm a control freak and a perfectionist, um, the difficulty now, rather than relying on me doing the doing, now I've relied on me to lead, to mentor, to coach, to empower people, I was now reliant on the people around me versus the other model, they were reliant on me. And that loss of control really, really challenged me, Shirley, that periods where the, the, the difficulty of not going and doing it myself rather than helping others go and then them not succeeding at the time. And I'm talking about sales agents going out to list properties that I know I would have listed and they've, they've missed that made it hard so it was challenging on uh, from an ego's point of view and also challenging from a financial point of view there was um, a definitely substantial dip in income uh, at that time yeah and look and I really appreciate you being so open and honest about this because a lot of our listeners today are business owners or people in leadership and management roles and I find, you know, as I did with you working with people, that transition between moving from the technician up to the leader and the manager and eventually the business owner, there's a whole lot of change that needs to happen within your mindset. And, um, and also, as you said, you, you went from being the one that everybody relied on. In fact, you were responsible for bringing in 78% of the income. And then through the transition and changing, you're now able to reduce that down to about 6%. But in that interim period, it's like, oh, let me go and get that sale. Let me go and do that and having to hold yourself <laughs> back. <laughs> and, but the thing is, if we don't, we're, then we're going to be trapped. We're always going to be stuck in that I've got to go do, do, do. And, and I think it's a really important point to make for people that, at some point you have to make that decision and then you have to take the action and yes that it'll be a little bit tough as you say for for a while um, but coming out the other side would you say it's worth it oh, oh absolutely surely I have um, no regrets about any of the decisions I've made and and quite the opposite I'm delighted I've made that transition um, mm -hmm. it's no doubt invigorated me um, the the challenges and and that whole process of learning about yourself being a leader, what is it that I needed to work on? What is it that I needed to change? And and that that awareness um, of of just being acknowledging that for myself. So versus as a salesperson, 
um, and a partner. It was more about what everyone was doing wrong. So I was very in the blame game there, and, and I look back at that and think, well, I did the best I could at that time, but when you know better, you do better, and, and that was that big transition. It was the learning about me and, and changing how I operated because it had a direct impact. The, the key for me going through that change, Shirley, is multiple times I questioned my decision. On multiple times I had doubt and fear and multiple times I thought, is there a better way to do this? And it ranged from, let's just stop and shut the doors. I don't need to do this anymore. Let's bring in a manager and let them manage the business and I'll keep selling. Um, and in the end, I kept choosing the one that I thought is and is turned out to be the right decision. No, you need to get better at leading. Right. So I took a... Um, I loop out my own book and thought about my sales progress as I progressed up the sales um, track. And as the better I got, the more business I got, the way I went. So I applied that process to becoming a leader and said, Paul, you have to be on that track. You just have to evolve as a high-quality leader. And that in itself was another challenge. So there are lots of multiple challenges. It was not easy, and it has been a hard road, and I've loved every minute of it. Wow, isn't that amazing? And I love how honest you're being here because honestly, listeners, you don't often get to get the real story of as people make that transition from technician to the owner. We're going to take a short break now and when we come back, Paul is going to share with you some of those lessons that you can implement for yourself immediately from today. So stay with us and we'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Voice America Business Network. 
the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Well, we're back, everyone. And I don't know about you, but this is pretty interesting stuff. And what you're getting today is the real story. And so if you're a leader or a manager, I want you to take special close attention because what Paul is sharing with you is gold. I'm Shirley Dalton. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. And our guest today is Paul Campbell, also known as Mr. Waterfront in the local real estate industry. Now, before we went to break, Paul was mentioning about how he applied his progress as a sales agent where he went in as a novice and then was making some sales and then got better and better. So, Paul, I think this is really important for our listeners to understand the process that you went through by improving yourself as an agent and then how you applied that to your leadership role. So, if you wouldn't mind sharing that. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure. Shirley, um, when I started in sales, I had had some formal and very good sales training before I started in real estate, and that stood me in good stead. And I didn't find it that difficult to get up to what we'll say is above average performer. And after several years, I recognised if I was going to do this, and as always, I wanted to do it to the best of my ability. So if we talk about numbers of transactions, for instance, I was doing about 25 to 35 transactions a year. I decided that I could definitely do a lot better than that, and then I had a very big jump. I I basically added another 25 transactions to that the following year. And so it really came about for me deciding to make a decision. I want to do the best I possibly can at what I do. From there, I went from, say, 50 to 55 transactions and then up into the 70, 75 transactions a year and didn't ever look back. Um, And there were years there where I pressed up around 90, 95 transactions a year. So when I moved across into the leadership role and that making that decision that this is the path, and for me what I learned was until I made the decision, I wasn't committed. So once I decided, that's it, we're going for this, then I wanted to be the very best leader I could possibly be. My understanding of what I've learnt from being around others and what I've read and watched is that the best leaders build the best culture, attract the best people and end up with the best business. And in the end, that's what I was after. So there were lots of challenges along the way. It's not a normal... um, manifestation just to be a great leader it's a learnt skills it's and it's the self-awareness of find out about your own faults and that was very tough the looking in the mirror and saying wow there's a lot of things I need to get right here about who I am and how I operate before I can get the business to that next level so I look back at my journey as a real estate agent in a sales program and said well this is how you did it there Let's apply that same process. Let's be the best leader you can. So what are we going to do next? I love that. 
I love that. Now, I'm just looking at your numbers there. My gosh, if you were doing 90 to 95 transactions, as you call them, like, that's almost selling two houses a week. That's a lot of people yes. to be dealing with. <laughs> that yes, yes. is just amazing. And uh, and I love that you were able to apply and say, all right, well, I don't want to be average. If I'm going to be the best, what do I need to do? And then applying that not only in the sales role, but also in the uh, leadership role. And it just reminds me of one of the things that we teach in our leadership program. And this comes from John Maxwell. And that is that we want to become the type of person that others trust to take us where they want to go. And I think what you're saying there, Paul, is that as you've learnt about yourself and you've become a better leader and, as you say, attracting the best team in order to have the best business, and that is that people are trusting you to take them where they want to go. And, uh, and I think that's just – I think that's a nice little tip there for our, um, our listeners. If you're in a leadership management position, then you want to be the person that others trust to take them where they want to go. Um, so, Paul, can you put it down to one thing or I, I actually want to know what's the biggest lesson that you learnt along the way that could help our listeners? Uh, I, I, it's, it sounds strange. The, the two key things that happened in, from a selling career and a leadership role was finally making a decision. Um, mm -hmm. I think we spent a lot of time, and I, I certainly did processing, am I in the right direction? Is this what I want to do? How am I... Is this where I'll, how I want to end up? What is the outcome I'm after? Once I could get settled and, and decided this is what I'm going to do, it, it, it seemed I felt like everything came together and then I just went for it. It was I moved into that next situation is what do I need to do next? And I've not got off that. I'm still in that process. I'm still working on being the best leader I can. I still make mistakes, unfortunately. I still have to get up and apologise when I've not got it right. And I am driven to be the best I possibly can as a leader. For me, the key two things that happened to me was just making that decision. Once the decision was made, then I felt I had a total commitment from myself. And then it's just, for me, I'm always boots and all. Whatever I'm doing, it's boots and all. <laughs> yes, and I'll laugh about that because I have nicknamed you Action Jackson because, because I've never known anybody who can leave the table as quick as you can and get straight into action. And, in fact, sometimes when we'd be working on say, hang on, Paul, we're just discussing this because I know, bang, you're up and you're off. <laughs> And, and I just want to touch base on that, making the decision too. And uh, for our listeners, if you think about um, when somebody says to you, what's your decision, I want you to imagine this little scenario. So imagine that you're standing up and I say to you, um, you can go right or you can go left. You know, you've come to the crossroads there and what do you choose? And you might tell me left or you might tell me right. But I'll ask you again, what, um, sorry, there's just a little bit of noise here. So hopefully um, you can ignore that as, as we go through this. So I want you to imagine that you're moving. Um, Paul, can I just ask, have you got um, some noise happening in the background there? Uh, not that I'm aware of now. 
Okay, because uh, I apologise, listeners. We seem to have a little bit of um, background noise there and I can't pl- quite put my finger on what it is. Anyway, look, I want you to think about it. Are you going right or are you going left? And you might say you're going right, but until you move, you haven't actually made that decision. And then once you make that decision, as Paul said, the rest is easy. So the hard thing is actually making it and you don't make it until you actually move in that direction. So now, Paul, it's talking about uh, leadership and talking about moving and being the best that you can. Something people may not know is that you're also an elite sports person and you've won national and international titles for sailing and you're still into sport. So what's your sport these days? Actually, I had a long period of time, no sport, Shirley, and I actually um, came back and started to play golf um, eight years ago. So 50 was a defining moment for me. I know it's a landmark number that sits beside your name as far as years go. But, um, that was one of the things I decided to do at that point. Um, I'd been really committed for the previous 16, 17 years. And, um, yeah, so golf's my thing. So can I ask you, and I know some people get a little bit funny about it, but can I ask you what your golf handicap is? Yes, you can. Uh, my golf handicap is one. Wow. <laughs> okay, so there's a bit of a common theme here. We're a national international sailing champion. We're, we're a, an extraordinary sales agent. We're an extraordinary golfing I don't know what you would call them, elite person. And also you're applying that now to your leadership and to running the business. So, you know, for our listeners, I just want you to to get that there's a common theme here. And it's not that you're particularly um, just gifted, Paul, in all of these areas, because what I've seen is that you actually work at these things. So have you got any advice there for people? Yes, work hard and then work harder again. Um, I, I agree with you, Shirley. I, I don't think I'm the most gifted, naturally gifted person. Um, I do believe I'm blessed with an incredible drive. Um, so therefore, I've had the opportunity to um, make my decisions about my own attitude, and I think that definitely has made a, a big part of it, that I've worked really hard. And when I did play golf when I was a lot younger, um, and got down to single figures, but not low single figures. And this time when I've come back, it's, it's been a pleasure. And I've put the time and work in. And what I've learned, Shirley, is having um, working with you as my coach. Um, I know in my sailing career we had a coach. Um, one of the things I did when I went back to golf and got serious about golf was to employ a coach. And that has allowed me at one point um, to get down to scratch. Um, and at the moment I'm back to one. But that, it, it's, the, it's the work ethic that goes with it. Um, uh, it there's just, I, I need to be clear about this. It's not a walk in the park. I work at it, and I work at it really hard. Anything I do in life, I'm really giving it my all. And I love yeah, it, that- by the way. I really enjoy it. And, and it shows, and that's something that I've always admired about you is that you will do the work. And you mentioned having a coach. You mentioned having sporting coaches and business coaches. And for any of our listeners that might be thinking about having coaches in, in different areas of your 
uh, life, whether it's business or personal, one of the things that I've noticed is that you actually take it on board and sometimes the feedback's not always exactly what you want to hear but you take it on board you mull it over and then you go and do the work and as you say you do the practice and I know that you you've gone out to the golf range and you've practiced and practiced and practiced and so people think when we look at leadership and when we look at success that oh there's some magic formula well yeah there is and that is to be make the decision to be consistent and then to continually practice and improve and talking of practicing and improving I'm, we're going to take another short break have a listen to a couple of our commercials and then when we come back we're going to find out how you can practice and improve I'm Shirley Dalton and you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Shirley Dalton, and you're listening to Paul Campbell, who is the CEO for six franchise territories in the LJ Hooker network. Now, Paul started out as a very naive sales agent, became a very successful agent, and then moved into business ownership and leadership. 
Not only that, he's been a very successful elite sports person uh, during his sporting career and still is very successful with his golf. But, Paul, it wasn't always that way, was it? I mean, there were some parts to your golf that you had to work on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely, Shirley. Golf will send us all crazy and... um uh, it's a constant, a constant uh, grind at times, but it's part of the things that I love, and I do love golf. In particular, um, uh, my putting has always been. I'm not a natural putter, and I've had to work hard at that. Um, and and often at night, um, my way of relaxing and also um, educating myself. I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn. I've got a lot of his DVDs, particularly on leadership and personal growth. And I'll often have his DVDs on and have an hour of listening to him. And at the same time, I've got a little cup down and I've got my, and I'm putting. I'm practicing for an hour putting and listening to Jim at the same time. For me, that might sound boring for others, but for me, I'm, I'm getting benefits both sides. I'm just really aware of time. I think, um, for me, time's precious and I want to maximize my time. I don't want to waste my time. There was a great saying I heard many years ago. I'd rather rust. I'd rather um, burn out than rust out, and I just want to live life to the full. So that's just some of the things that I do. <laughs> I love that. I'd rather burn out than rust out. <laughs> so, um, Paul, what do you see then as the relationship between sporting success and business success and leadership? How does that all tie in? It's a great question, and there's no doubt, for, for me, my experiences have been um, the fundamentals that have um, definitely assisted me in particularly um, the, the sporting and business side are identical. It's, it is really hard work. Um, you've got to have a game plan. You've got to be dedicated. It's the discipline word. That's the thing that I see... Um, that has worked for me and other successful people have been around. They're very disciplined. They have the ability to line up things that need to be done and then they go and get them done no matter what. It is that relentless attitude, I will have this done, I will succeed no matter what. That ties in the business and the, the sporting. Now, the leadership is, is slightly different. Um, for me, it's been much more of a journey of self-awareness um, I, I don't believe my self-awareness was as strong or, or came out or, um, how can I put it, was as important to me as a leadership. The leadership part is all of a sudden others are now dependent on you rather than um, you're, you're just dependent on yourself. That, to me, has been the journey with leadership. Still need the discipline, still need the plan. But the sense of wanting to learn more has been um, incredible. I understand now that the more I learn, the faster I learn, the better I am, the better the results we are um, that we're having. And that, to me, is probably the, the slight difference. Very, very close, but just a slight difference where I really had to work really hard on my self-awareness, whereas in the other two positions, it's more about the performance. Mm, and that's a really great distinction to make there. And in a lot of cases, 
people may not be aware and so um, asking the question and being open to the feedback from people is something that can give us the awareness and in fact uh, Loretta Melandro has um, a book called um, uh, no I can't think of it now uh, fearless leadership that's it and she talks about the blind spots that leaders have and until we become aware of these blind spots, then there's nothing that we can do about them. And I think from what you're saying there with that leadership and the self-awareness, it's like, oh, really? So this is how I'm showing up and this is how people are perceiving me. And and then once you know that, then you have a choice. You can you know, do something about it or not. And, um, you know, there's a lot of key things that are coming out of this interview and I really uh, trust that our listeners are getting some of these wonderful points. And one of the quotes that you said earlier was that when I know better, I can do better. And, um, and then also what I've heard then is the, the hard work, having the game plan, being dedicated and having the discipline. And that's something else that I've noticed with a lot of successful people, either in sport or in business or, or in any field, really. They don't like doing the stuff any more than the rest of us, and yet they do it. And I think that's the difference. You know, they'll be the ones that get up at four in the morning and go and do the practice. And, you know, they're not liking it any more than anybody else, but they actually get up and do it. And, uh, you know, there's been uh, quite a lot of information here, Paul, and, and if I can summarise it in another way too, and that is that you, you said a lot about making the decision and then working at it and practising and then keeping going and also having the education. Again, there's that quote, you know, when I know better, I can do better. And that's something that you've always um, invested in is educating yourself, whether that's on better sales techniques, on better sporting skills, practicing um, business. You know, I mean, it. we don't, we can't really do it by ourselves and, um it's taking the knowledge and then being able to apply that knowledge. And I think that's something that you've been, you're, you're also really good at because then you get the results. And I can remember one time when, you know, things get tough and they get tough for everybody. And it's almost like we get halfway across the river and you think, well, I've got a choice here. I have, I can swim back or I can keep going. And I think that's something that's very admirable about you is that you can keep going. You know, you get to that point and you go, all right, well, I'm committed. I've decided I'm all in and away we go. And, um, and I wouldn't mind if you could talk to that a little bit more, Paul, about, you know, what, what do you do when it gets tough? And then how do you keep yourself going? Because I know a lot of our listeners might be in that situation where, you know, you said at times you felt like, oh, I'll just give it all up, you know, shut the doors and, and walk away from it. And yet you don't. Yes, well, maybe I'm not. Um, that, that Sometimes I listen to that, Shirley, and that might not be healthy, but... Um... I, we all get faced with our challenges and uh, I'm no different than anyone else. I have my fear and my doubts and, and I have certainly been um, more challenged in the, in the last eight years in the um, changing my business model and moving into being a leader. And that has, I've found a lot out about myself in these last eight years. Um, for, for me, just doing the doing, I can just plough into that and refine the skills 
the actual being the leader, I had I felt I had a lot less control, and that challenged me. And and at those times, I thought, is this a winnable battle? Is it possible to end up with a business that's profitable um, if you're not the the main writer or, or doing most of the business? I think the thing that struck me is as I learnt more, looked at the models, understood the numbers, and understood that the better I am as the leader, I will have a direct result to the bottom line as the same as when I was out actually selling. It took a while to get that correlation right. Mm-hmm. Once I got that, then the, just the determination came in and I've, I've had lots of times when I've said to myself, Paul, the night's the darkest just before the dawn. Do not give up. It's not in my... It just doesn't work for me to give up and... And that's what's really driven me to keep going. And then right at specific times, people have either come into my life or there's been things that happened that have inspired me to keep going. I've really been encouraged, keep going. You're on the right path. But surely I can tell you there's been some dark nights. <laughs> and, and look, I love your honesty there because a lot of uh, successful people say, "Oh, here's the formula: do this, do this, do this, and you'll be right." And uh, and you think, "Wow, you know that sounds really good," but gosh, I'm having all of this difficulty, and um, and that's not to say that you had you know huge difficulties, but you're being honest there, Paul, and saying, "Well, hey, you know, we we, we do have to work at it, and at times we do feel like quitting and." It reminds me of a quote by Brian Tracy, and he says, you know, by all means, think about quitting. And, of course, talk about quitting, but just don't quit. <laughs> and and that's the thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I found myself in that position oh, just a couple of weeks ago. I, I was at a training program because, you know, I'm always looking to improve myself and I was giving a speech, a, a practice speech in this um, session that we were learning about and I just froze and the facilitator said, what's going on? And I said, do you really want to know? And he said, yes, and there's a whole audience sitting in front of us and I said, well, I'm over it. <laughs> and he, just, he was shocked and so was I that I actually verbalised that. I said, I, I just, I've, I'm over it. I've had enough. And then, you know, he was saying, well, yeah, you can, you can quit, but um, keep going. And uh, and he made me actually finish off the speech. And, and it was really good to do that. But at that point in time, I could have just packed my bags and driven back home and thought, oh, to heck with this, you know, I'm over it. Um, and we do get like that a little bit from time to time. So I love that Absolutely. you're sharing all of these. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so um, we've just got uh, a minute or two before we take another short break, in fact, one minute. So um, what I'd like to do with our listeners is to, to just have you reflect on where you're at in terms of your own business and your, your own life. And, you know, you, you might be thinking about making a decision uh, and maybe after listening to today's interview, you think, okay, I'm going to commit, I'm going to make the decision, I'm going to commit and then I'm going to take the action. And that decision may very well be I'm not going to do something 
You know, so it, it's that indecision that actually makes people go a little bit nuts. And so just being able to make the decision and then knowing and realising that once you make that decision that there may be challenges. But as you get help and you get educated and you have that commitment and you practise, then you will get to the other side because Paul now has six franchise territories, over 60 people and really can live the life of the rich and famous. And so when we come back, Paul's going to share a little bit about some of the rewards that he has been able to enjoy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network shirley dalton's guide five simple steps to business freedom is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives you can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com you'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back the secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And here we are. I'm Shirley Dalton, and I'm talking today with Paul Campbell. And Paul is known as an admiral within the LJ Hooker real estate franchise community and our title today is business admiral by name and by nature and so Paul tell us what does it mean to be an admiral and what have you learnt? Um, well it, it's a great privilege to be an admiral it's um, very few people end up in that situation and um, it's appointed a by the the company itself and there's a lot of responsibility with that and I remember first joining the group and sitting in amongst some very smart people going, wow, this is amazing. Um, for, for me, it's probably is, is one of my highlights of my whole career to be acknowledged in, in, that, in that situation. And also, it's um, a lot of responsibility. So you're really being uh, given an opportunity to say, well, here's your chance to influence and um, assist others to do the best they can. And that comes out of being able to share your stories, 
Um, and often just give people self-belief. The, the thing that struck me is the amount of anxiety people feel today at all ages, just uncomfortable, nervous, uh, nervous about all sorts of things. And um, having had the opportunity to influence and affect people in a positive manner is um, one of the things I love about the opportunities I have of being an admiral. Yes, and with all of the work and everything that you've put in now, you actually have managed to create a life, if you like, for what I call the rich and famous because you do have that choice now. You can go anywhere you want and do anything you want. So tell us, you know, come on, give us a goss. <laughs> give us a little bit of some of the things that you've enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know about the rich and famous, Shirley. I, I, what my my goal was to way very early was to have enough money so that I was financially independent. I make my own decisions, and then that point I did reach that point at fifty. And then the next part was to build a business, to leave a legacy, to be something proud of, and at the same time end up in a position that the business was never going to be revolving around or reliant on one individual, and that includes me. So I actually do not need to go to work at all anymore. The business would run completely without me. Um, I'm just one of the key people in the management team. So um, you probably um, encouraged me to tell you about when I bought the Princess V65. Mm-hmm. So I do have a bit of a passion for boats. That's my weakness in life. And I love my boating. So I bought that in Croatia in 2014. So I flew into Venice with some friends and family and um, we we spent uh, eight to ten weeks in the Mediterranean and that was all around Italy and across to Sardinia, Corsica and up into the south of France, down to Monaco. And then I took it down to Genoa and had it shipped home to Sydney. Um, and once I've had it home here, I now have it up at Hamilton Island in the Whit Sundays, which is very similar to the Med. And it's just a beautiful part of the world. Um, absolutely fantastic. So it's a two-hour flight from Sydney straight into Hamilton Island. Um, for Corey and I, we can just jump on the boat and off we go. And we really have an opportunity to go to some of the great places, including Whitehaven Beach, um, out to the Coral Reef, and we both love to snorkel. Um, that's the, the benefits of all the hard work. It, there mm-hmm. is a lot of hard work that has been paid to get these rewards. Having said that, the rewards are amazing and that's the gratitude part when I was sharing with you the other day, sitting on the boat at the Whit Sundays and perfect weather and you, you do take stock and you go, oh, I'm truly blessed um, to, to be having that, that lifestyle. Yes, and I know one of your goals, if I can share, is a different mode of transportation as well. Yes, Shirley. Um, <laughs> Now I'm feeling a bit embarrassed. One of my key things is um, being six foot four, or the best part of 1.9 metres, um, sitting in normal planes does not work for me. So one of my business goals is to have my own plane. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely see it as a realistic goal um, for the size of our country, um, particularly for the opportunity to fly into Sydney, Brisbane or Melbourne where in the not-too-distant future I'd like to have offices open there, that would be ideal. And obviously to fly straight out of my local airport into Hamilton Island, now that would be awesome. 
<laughs> How cool is that? And and I love that you have a vision there. You can see what it is that you want and then you go after it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know about other people, but it certainly inspires me. I think, wow, you know, look look what people can achieve and, and today you're learning how you can achieve it as well. So, Paul, we've just got a, a couple of minutes left here. What would you say are the key things that you've learnt on your journey? Um, if we want to talk about the, the leadership thing, one of the things that's really stood out for me is I had the opportunity to spend some time as a guest trainer with an international sales training company and I was doing some training in Sydney. In the morning I was training the sales people and the afternoon I had sales managers and the owners of the businesses. And what came out to me, not everyone, but a lot of salespeople talked to me in the morning about we have a description in Australia, it's a slang word, but I'll use that they describe some of their leaders and um, um, owners of the businesses, unfortunately, as, a, as an idiot, we'll call them. And in the afternoon, the um, some of my business owners started to talk to me about, you know, I've got 20 pains in the butt. And I said to this fellow, what does that mean? So I've got 20 staff. And they're just a pain. And I thought to myself, how do the idiots and the pains in the butt get together and work? How does that function? And the, the, one of the other thoughts driving back to where I live was, I wonder what my staff thought of me. And at that point, I still had a revolving door going. So revolving door means that we had a lot of um, people coming and going, staff regularly. So out of that, started to work on who I am, what I'm doing, and really my goal was to build a culture and environment where people didn't want to leave, where people wanted to come and work, where that non-stop recruiting and, and reacting in crisis that a key person's left, oh, my God, what happened? Didn't even know they were thinking about that. Quick, we've got to get someone else in. I want to change that model. The thing I've learned about that is the, the better I've worked on me, the harder I've worked on me, it has changed to a point now where... We, we now have people here long-term. Nobody wants to leave, but better than that, they're telling their friends, come and work here with us. We've got this incredible, great place to work. That, to me, has been a real key thing that makes such a big difference to the business. Once you can attract and keep good people, you're nine-tenths of the way there. Oh, I love that. And... You know, for our listeners, is you thinking about your own business and where would you rate yourself on that? You know, uh, have you got a business there where people actually want to come and they want to stay? Or is your business, if you have a look at your own staff numbers, are, are people, as Paul says, having a revolving door? And, um, and Paul, you know, it's been so great talking with you today. There's been so much content and so many lessons and inspirational points here on your journey and I really want to thank you for for sharing that and for being so open and so uh, vulnerable with us because you know people go and they think oh I'm going to be a leader or I'm going to be a business owner and then they get in and think oh hang on a minute this is a little bit harder than what I thought and today what you've shared with us is that it's making that decision it's doing the work it's getting the education and I think one of the biggest themes that I've heard coming through there it's working on yourself as you learn and you become a better person and a better leader then everything else flows from that and now you really do have 
this wonderful lifestyle where you can get on your boat and sail around the Whit Sundays. You can fly anywhere, do anything in the world. You've got a business that can run without you. You've got an amazing management team and you've got a team of employees that love to be there. And that really is, you know, the holy grail when we're thinking about going into business in the first place. And so I just want to wrap it up there. I want to say thank you again, Paul. I'm Shirley Dalton. This is Reclaim Your Freedom. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to your company next week. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll see you here for the next show.